Right. Welcome, y'all. BC, another podcast for you. First and foremost, Supreme Being is sponsored by Team BC, my real estate team. If you guys need anything real estate, go to teambcsold.com. Number two, if you guys are interested in being a part of Team BC, go to partnerwithteambc.com. Make sure you check out the link, watch the video if it makes sense to you and you want to join, then set up a call with us and we'll discuss it further. And lastly, MS Modern Success. You guys see me share all the testimonials and progress my community and members are having, uh, really building unique skill sets and just killing it. Shout out to all the people who are doing well, like Vernell releasing his book and everybody else. Uh, you guys are really tearing it up and it's cool to see your guys' growth. Go to briancasella.com if you want to sign up or go to the link in my bio on Instagram, all right? Man, um, you know, so much... So much to talk about, you know, as, as this quarantine and the situation continues, um, I see people's state of minds deteriorating more and more, and it's actually kind of sad. You know, we've only been in quarantine for a month, four or five, I don't know how many weeks, maybe more, let's, let's say six, five or six weeks. And people are just, oh my God, I can't wait for this to be over. And I'm going crazy. I'm just like, dude, like I'm having a great fucking time. Right. I'm, I'm doing so good mentally. I, I haven't been happier and more fulfilled and more stable and calm and collected than ever. Obviously, I put myself in this position, but, um, you know, as I explore this topic and I deduce some things that I can give to people um, to help them. OK, I'll, one of the major factors that I believe is applicable to everybody, regardless of where you're at. And this is a skill that we need to constantly focus on. OK is the quieting of the mind. Your mind and your body is a machine and you need to know that. You as the spirit, the consciousness, you can control it and you're aware of what's going on, which means you're not a part of it. It's separate from you and you need to understand that. With that said, being in control of the mind and looking at it from that perspective and realizing that, you now have access to the control. Whereas most people's experience of life is the opposite. This is what I mean. How many people... And you don't have to answer, right, if you're on Zoom or, or on Instagram. Think of these scenarios. If you sit by yourself in a room in silence, can you quiet your mind to where you're not having these thoughts and impulses and, and words and pictures and feelings just popping up on their own? Can you detach from that? If you're in the car and you're driving, can you drive without music on or something on? Can you sit at your computer and do work or anything and not have music or some music or sound playing in the background because you go nuts if nothing's there? Is your resting state of your life, does it require something from the outside, which is music or something, okay? Now for a lot of people that, that doesn't make sense or they, they don't make the connection. You know, I, I tell people, imagine if we, if we put you in solitary confinement for a week, how would you come out of it? <laughs> would you go nuts in a week? Would you be kicking down the door or would you be cool? Or would I open the door in a week and you're like, hey man, what's up? You know what, it's cool, I'll stay a little bit longer, no problem. You know what, leave me here another week, I was enjoying it, right? So I look at the situation we're in now with the quarantine and it's kind of like a forced, in a sense, not as extreme solitary confinement because you can still go out, go to the gas station, you know, and do your day-to-day your, your -day stuff. You're not technically confined to a cell that's... And by the way, I went to military school. 
for high school. So I literally was living in a room with another bunk mate and I've, I know people who went to prison, many. And we were comparing it as a story and they said literally the rooms that I was in was similar to what they stayed in in a jail. Now again, I wasn't in prison, but the room and the living situation and quarters was the same, right? To where if we both sat in our chairs, like I'm sitting here, we couldn't both sit at our desk because the chairs would hit. That's why they had the desks aligned you know, differently. So that where you'd put in the chair on one, the other one was opposite. So it was like, you know, two feet away. So we could sit both in our chairs and we wouldn't run into each other. But if we try to slide past each other, there wasn't enough room. The chairs would hit. And then we had bunks. We had the desk and the bunk on top. So I was already exposed to that at a young age. And even thinking back now, going to my military school, and keep in mind, when I got sent there as a freshman in high school, I was freshly turned 14. We had to go being brand new in August because they make you do the basic training and, you know, all the shit where you wear the camouflage and you crawl through the mud and you jump over the fucking fence and, you know, the wood walls and all that, which is the only fucking part of military school that I enjoyed because it was physical and it was fun. And that's when I could just kind of run and and do my thing. Every other moment I fucking hated because I was being told what to do, what to say, where to look, how to dress. It was bullshit in my mind, right? I know my parents are watching this too. What's up, mom and dad? (laughs) But I I even look at that situation, and at 14, I looked around, and I remember seeing people already break down, have issues. They didn't want to, um, you know, be alone. They were away from their family, and they were breaking down. And uh, did I miss home? Of course. I didn't want to be there, but it wasn't to my detriment. I said, you know what? I'm here. And whatever, you know, I can't control it. I can sit here and, you know, complain and and bitch and moan, but it's not going to get me anywhere. So, you know, when we're in the situation right now, I think back to those moments. And even back then, before knowing any of the shit that I know now, my mind, you know, for the most part, wasn't out of control. I exercised some control over it. I just, to me, that was just a way of being. It wasn't a specific technique or it wasn't something that I read in a book. It was just a practice that I exercised because, All I did was say, okay, this is temporary. This is going to pass. Being in quarantine is going to pass. This emotion that I'm feeling is going to pass. This too shall pass is the mantra, right? Everything we're dealing with is temporary. This life is temporary. Your thoughts, your emotions, everything you're going through, your possessions, your physical condition, your age, all that shit is temporary. You know? What do they say? The only thing that's permanent is taxes and death. So I didn't as eloquently we can say, think of it in that sense. But I said, okay, you know, this, it, it, it's going to pass. This bullshit, you know, I'm new, right? They shaved my head. They made me wear bullshit uniforms, Ronald McDonald socks. Like basically all my rights as a human were fucking taken away from me, right? Like when you get to the school, it's different now. I actually looked it up uh, on YouTube, uh, the school, I Google, uh, I went on YouTube and looked at it and it's so different now. It's so fucking PC and, you know, it's all smiles and hugs when you get there and like the escort you, and like your parents and like to your room. And I was like, dude, when I got there, we literally walked straight to the office. They separate you from your parents and they start fucking yelling at you. What the fuck are you doing? And I'm like, what the fuck is this? You know? And then like what they do is they put you in a room then they separate you from your parents, right? They go out one door and then immediately they put one of the people in charge in the room. This is back in the year 2000. Okay. That's when I was a freshman in high school, the year 2000. And they start yelling at you. I still have a vivid fucking memory of who it was. It was a first sergeant for my troop. And he was just tearing into me, like literally in front of your parents. And then you look at it now and like everyone's like smiling and laughing and like the officers are helping them put their stuff in their, in their room. I'm like, dude, 
if people only knew. And then same thing that first year, when you're about to finish your first year, uh, you're a rat your first year, which is a recruit at training. And we literally got our asses kicked at the end. And because I stirred up a lot of chaos and talked a lot of shit to the people who are older, that last month of people getting hazed once, I got hazed like 10 times just because I had a big mouth, right? And they didn't like me. <laughs> so they would literally throw you into a room and just beat the fuck out of you. And that happened to everybody once, but it happened to me like every couple of days. <laughs> it was that bad, you know? But even then, going through that, I didn't snitch on them and I wasn't complaining about it. I was just like, whatever, you know, I'm paying the price for having a big mouth, no problem. So, you know, and the cool thing is I can reference a lot of moments in my life where maybe I did exercise what I'm talking about now because there's been many moments where I haven't. And, and that's something that you can do to, to really see that a lot of the stuff maybe that hasn't clicked for you yet or that you're searching to do, maybe in your past before even coming across these concepts, you exercise it. You just have to think back. It's not that I'm dwelling on my past. I'm just locating moments where maybe for a day, a week, a month, I was sharp. And I can access myself from that time and say, oh, I, I did already have this knowledge in me. Because a lot of stuff that you're going to learn is something that was already in you, most of it actually, that you've exercised or come across in the past or you already knew or you're capable of. You just didn't know what it was when you did it or those moments, right? And now that you can go back and access it from this point, it starts to make sense. So, you know, going back then and, and really that saved, we can say my sanity back then. And I look at it now and again, we're four or five, six weeks into quarantine. I'm cool. You know, not that I like it. Of course, I want my fucking freedom as a human being. I don't want to be forced. Like I get kicked out of a lot of places or denied access because I don't want to wear a fucking mask. I think it's ridiculous personally. You know, that, that, that's just me. But literally, I'm, I'm being given a mask and I have to put a mask on in certain places, whatever. I don't like that. But hey, if I got to be quarantined, I got my books, I'm good to go. My routine hasn't changed too much in reality. So I look at the people who this is just from a mental standpoint, I'm talking mentally, it's just de totally deteriorating for them. So I'm looking at this from the angle of this is an extreme example of something outside of your control coming into your world and literally slapping you in the face and saying, what's up? And what are you going to do as an individual? in your personal life, in your business life, in your relationships, your friendships, whatever it is, your mental health sector, what are you going to do to continue doing what you do at the level that you do it as much as possible? Some people have lost their jobs. Some people have been deemed non-essential. Some people had maybe multiple streams of income and some of them got taken off. But what are you going to do? Because that's the reality. Whatever happened, happened. What's next? What are you going to do? What adjustments are you going to make? What did you do prior to this moment to prepare yourself for this moment? So I look at all the stuff I've done over the last couple of years, and man, it's put me in a position to be okay. If I had not learned from a lot of my mistakes in the past and made adjustments, I would be fucked right now like many people. I would be in a very bad position. Very, very bad. You know, and then a lot of people right now have messaged me and they're like, fuck, man, I wish I would have done what you said, whether in the real estate business, whether it was doing video or anything. I'm like, well, of course, dude, I told you for a reason. You didn't think that a virus was going to hit in three years that shut down the whole fucking world. But hey, it's, this is just one example of something that could happen. And what you think is not going to happen usually does. 
Just like when most people make a business plan, they don't, they don't plan accordingly for shit out of their control to come in and kind of sabotage their plan, which is, it's, it's going to happen. So I would really recommend that now more than ever, you take a look at quieting the mind because you look at a situation like this and all the, let, let's say everything is possible right now, right? There's what people deem conspiracy theories. There's the possible, you know, the whole talk about 5G and vaccinations. Let's not argue about what's what. Let's just say, okay, those are all possibilities. Can you imagine somebody who's toying with all that in their mind that has no control of their mind or ability to quiet it? Dealing with that right now. They're literally going to drive themselves fucking insane. So the ability of simply being able to quiet the mind, and I think Kenzie brought up meditation. Yes, you want to get to the point where you can access that state literally 24-7, which has been my kind of quest. Have I gotten there? No, but I'm getting closer and closer to where I can just be mellow the whole day from a mental standpoint. I have no extreme ups and downs. It's just very in the middle with little blips. And if I want to maybe use anger, or access a certain emotion for a reason, I can, no problem. But there's no being the effect 24-7 or, man, I can't quiet my mind. I can't shut up. Because I remember when I started meditating, as an example, I just, my mind was just going crazy. And for the first week, I'm like, what the fuck? I can't even do this shit. This is ridiculous. But once I was able to do that, I was like, man, I started with the binaural beats. And then I really just came into my own with it. And after a couple of weeks, I was like, all right, I got this. But I mean, it's just like with anything else. But that's been one of those things that I implemented that I can say, moving into every category of my life, it's been just extremely beneficial, 100%. How many people cannot quiet their mind? How many people are not okay being alone? There's nothing wrong with being alone. But we've been told, what happened when you were growing up in school? Oh, what's up, loner, <laughs> loser? And you bought that fucking Hollywood bullshit, man. There's nothing wrong with being by yourself. I'm alone a lot. Not all the time. But I can choose to be alone and I'm good. I have very good social skills. I have a ton of acquaintances. I have a ton of friends. I have no problem attracting men, women, business partnerships or whatever. But if I want to be alone, I'm going to be the fuck alone and I have no problem with it. See, but you need to get to that point. You've been fooled and told the opposite. See, a lot of things that I teach or want to put into you goes against what you were taught. That's why for some people, there's cognitive dissonance where they're saying, what the fuck? He's saying something completely out of left field that doesn't make sense. So a lot of people reject it initially or it rubs them the wrong way because it goes against what they heard. Like, oh, you're not supposed to cuss. Oh, you're not supposed to do this. Not supposed to do that. Yep. Hollywood did brainwash everybody. <laughs> Absolutely. So if you're going to get anything from this, you know, 15, 20, 30 minutes that I have with you is, is focus for the next week on quieting the mind. You know, if you're um, really at a point where like meditation, let's say you want to do a 10 minute meditation that's so difficult for you, use something like binaural beats to ease your way into it till then you can just sit in silence and meditate because that's what I did in the beginning and really stick to it. Put it in your schedule. Hey, I'm going to do it, you know, 10, 15 minutes every day at this time. And you fucking do it because this has to be a practice and exercise. By the way, this is a lifelong practice. Everything that I teach and that I do is a lifelong practice. It's not, Oh, I got it. And I leave and I'm done and I move on. No, no, no. You're never done. 
with any of this shit. You're never done exercising. You're never done following a lifestyle as far as like what you consume and eat. It's not a diet. It's a fucking lifestyle. The skill set of meditating or being great at sales or a great communicator is a lifelong practice and study and implementation and being a practitioner. It never stops, man. That's why when sometimes I hear somebody tell me, oh, you know, I was in this, you know, I had this person or this program helping me, but learned everything in three months and I left. I'm like, no, you didn't, dude. Get out of here. I never understood that. Pretty much every teacher that I've had my whole life, whether it's basketball or, you know, I look at like language and studying communication and that stuff. I'm still with those teachers. You know, those books, I'll go back and read them again. Those events, I'll go back. You know, always going back to the basics. Basketball, everything, you know. I still talk to some of my original coaches and, and pick their mind a little bit. Hey, man, I'm playing basketball again. What was that drill that we were doing in the beginning, right? And they'll tell it to me, oh, yeah, it was this drill, right? And that never stops. Just like sometimes I still use binaural beats when I meditate, you know, because I'm not perfect. Even when I'm doing these podcasts, my mind is very calm, very quiet, very still. That's why I can just grab and pivot and do whatever the fuck I want. I'm not sitting here nervous like, oh my God, I need to think of something to say. I do every podcast, by the way. I don't do prepared podcasts. Every podcast I've done from the first one to now, I just turn the shit on and I start talking. There's no fucking list here. There's no script. Every speech that I've done for people, besides maybe one out of 10 where they specifically tell me to prepare something and I have to turn it in. I just get on stage and I start talking. There's no fucking preparation for it. So that is proof that my mind is still and accessible and ready because when the emotion gets put in and you get freaked out and your mind isn't calm and still and quiet is when people cannot do that and they need the references and the lines and the scripts. I don't need that shit. That's why if I tell people, Hey, even if I'm doing a tour speaking, you're never going to hear the same fucking speech over and over. I don't do the keynotes. My keynote is a flexible and versatile keynote because I talk about the same thing, but it's going to be in a completely different way, which is cool. So when I go back to these events, there's always a handful I do a year where I go back. Even if I speak about the same subject, it's a different speech, which is cool. Versus a lot of other people I've spoken with on a professional level, they say the same exact thing over and over, which is cool. But... I don't like that, right? I want to do it a little bit differently. Okay? But you got to quiet the mind, man. Once you quiet the mind, you access a new level of efficiency as a human being. Let me tell you that. Where a lot of the stuff that you think you would need to deal with suddenly just does not become a fucking problem anymore. And it's just wiped clean. And it's really, really cool. If you're looking for peace of mind, if you're looking for ease, if you're looking to not be so reactive to people's comments and criticisms and judgment, if you're looking to be more driven every day and I have to worry about motivation, if you're looking to have more energy as, as a person and not feel so mentally drained and physically drained, this is it, man. Quieting the mind, it helps so much. You know, that, 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 that's why whatever's going on doesn't bug me. There's some serious shit that can go down in my life and it might affect me, but it's very small and temporary. It doesn't drag on with me and hold on and keep me down, you know? It, it, it's, it's nuts. And I see so many people fucking suffering and it's sad, but they just, they don't, they don't listen. They don't want to do anything about it. They want to wallow in their own fucking misery and just keep complaining and not do anything about it. And that's why with certain people, I'm like, dude, 
you got to, are you interested or committed? If you're just interested, fuck off. But if you're committed, I'll help you, but you got to be fucking committed. Okay. All right. I'll end it here. If you guys uh, want to reach out, you're more than welcome to. Of course, this podcast is sponsored by Team BC, my real estate team. If you guys need anything, reach out to me. Referrals, real estate advice, help. You got my stuff, teambcsold.com as well. Uh, if you want to work with me, go to partner with Team BC. Check that video out. Set up a call with us if it makes sense. And lastly, Modern Success, you guys got to get on it. Link is in my Instagram. Uh, shout out to all the members, Thriving Community. And once this quarantine's over, we'll have our next in-person event. All right, we'll see you guys.